0: Welcome to Cannabis Business Minds, where you gain insight from business leaders in the cannabis industry to help take your business to the next level. You can find more free content to help your business online at Calogia.com. Cannabis sales were $5.7 in 2015. Cannabis industry is valued at $22.8 by 2020. In 1996, there wasn't a single dispensary in the U.S. In 2016, in there are 25, 25 states that have legalized medical, medical marijuana. marijuana. Welcome to the Cannabis Business Minds podcast, where you gain insight from business leaders in the cannabis industry to help take your business to the next level. Hello, Cannabis Business Minds. This is Simone, and this is episode three. Wow, today's episode is going to be jam-packed of everything Latin America and international. I had the opportunity to speak about the U.S. cannabis business uh, landscape and the economy in regulated markets at the Latin American Medical Cannabis Conference. This was held in Costa Rica, Uh, July 28th and 29th, and it was two days of jam packed knowledge. Um, I mean, there were speakers from all over the world, there was congressmen uh, from Costa Rica, there was legal advisors from Colombia, and there were a lot of experts, advisors, consultants from the United States and regulated markets. The expertise and the caliber of these individuals was very, very impressive. But what was more impressive is why all of these individuals were there. Uh, cannabis for me has always been an international market. Um, it's medicine and it and it grows everywhere. And um, very interesting enough, being at this conference, I really could see how advanced in some respects the the Latin American and the actually every market besides the United States is in terms of intellectual property, in terms of just I guess the legalities of everything. Um, so the reason why this conference was held, I'll let our guests uh, speak a little bit more about this during our interview, was really because Costa Rica is in the midst and has an initiative uh, to legalize medical marijuana. Um, that is something huge that would not be the first country in Latin America to legalize medical marijuana. Um, Chile has legalized, Uruguay has legalized for adult use, and Colombia actually has legalized as well um but really the whole goal was to get experts in the room to educate um the congressman and Costa Ricans, really, in the community, about what is happening in cannabis, that it's safe. What are the medical purposes? What are the tax benefits? Um, how is it working, and why is it working well? And are there problems that we should be addressing? So it was really an educational conference. Um, in the show notes, I'll put a link to the conference site so you can see the whole list of the speakers. Our guest today is Tim Morales. Tim is the one who actually put on the entire event. Uh, He is so lovely, so nice. He actually moved to Costa Rica, I think about nine years ago, um, to start medical tourism. Um, I'm going to read a little bit to you guys about his bio. So, Tim Morales has been involved in the healthcare and the investment field most of his career. He was a pioneer in the health savings account market in 2004 and provides consulting to banks and credit unions in the U.S. The HSA market has grown to over $30 billion in total HSA deposits. He was active in helping develop the Costa Rican medical tourism trade in 2008 and over 40,000 people coming to Costa Rica in 2015, according to ProMed for medical tourism services, providing savings on healthcare expenses. Tim Morales has held his Series 3 commodity, Series 7 stockbroker licenses, and has traded on the floor of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. During his presentation, he was actually discussing the opportunities in the Latin American medical cannabis markets. He gave an amazing presentation on actually how, you know, what stocks are worth investing in into the cannabis market, which I think will be a whole nother podcast Um, But really, Tim is a great, great guy with a wealth of knowledge. And what I see more beyond his amazing career is his ability to connect people, his ability to make a, a conference into one of the best conferences that most of these speakers have actually been to, myself included. So without any further ado, I'm going to introduce Tim to our show. Well, thank you again for joining and being part of the podcast. And Tim, I just was hoping that you could, you know, tell everybody what made you decide to to organize the Latin American Medical Cannabis Conference.
1: Uh, well, it goes back about a year ago. Uh, I was following uh, occasional stories in newspapers and in uh, social media about uh some legislation that they were trying to get passed in Costa Rica and I contacted someone and asked them what was going on and they had mentioned that there was some senators wishing to go to uh, Denver. And so I uh, asked to uh, be introduced to one of the senators so I could confirm this story and it turned out that there was interest. And so uh, I put together an educational trip to uh, take them to, to Denver, uh, working with the law firm Vincente Cedarburg. Uh, they put together a complete three-day non-stop agenda where I had to be at one side of town and 45 minutes and then 15 minutes to be on another side of town. and. And then, uh, so it was just go, go, go. And then of course the senators wanted to, uh, you know, see downtown and things at night. So it was a, a packed uh, three or four days, uh, people in the House and Senate in Colorado. Uh, we went to a number of grows and dispensaries, extraction firms, uh, edible companies. And so, you know, for the three or four days that we were there, we, uh, really packed it in and I actually believe that it turned uh, some of the votes around. Uh, these people were not all for it as uh, when they signed up to go. But once they saw the industry, uh, you know, the size of a grow, what dispensaries look like, things like that, uh, they could see right away that uh, this is more than uh, the, the medical aspect of the cannabis industry is a complete industry and it's only going to grow and it's going to be beneficial for Costa Rica. So, uh, as you saw at the conference, uh, the senator who actually introduced the bill and has, uh, wrote the bill, uh, for the last year and a half, uh, made that announcement that he had received a phone call uh, that the bill will be called in August and of course if the bill uh, is called uh, we have the votes behind it and so we're looking forward to moving forward with this bill.
0: Yeah. And so then how does it work? I mean, when, so if this bill is called into place in August, we've got the votes, then what would be the next steps? Is it then really determining the regulation, et cetera? Or, I mean, this is 2016. When do you think in Costa Rica there could be hoping, you know, assuming that all of this passes um, some form of regulation?
1: Well, I think the, the regulations will be moving forward uh, as part, as the bill goes forward. But the first part of the bill, there's a bit, in the bill, there's a, a committee that would be uh, formed of Costa Ricans to oversee the project, working with the uh, Ministry of Health. So this would probably be one of the first things done, and then uh, putting together the rules and regulations, just as, you know, in any state, uh, you know, the same thing would need to be done down here. Uh, and I actually could see if this bill moved fast, uh, it, uh, when a bill is called in August uh, and there's any objections to the bill, when the president can call bills in August, and override the objections, and that was the important thing about this bill. Uh, and so when that's done, I, I believe that uh, we might see, uh, uh, maybe nine months to a year, uh, till You know, medical uh, cannabis would be available.
0: Oh wow, that's so exciting! One of the things, just like being a participant in that in that conference, and then just getting to talk to people, uh, and then also just the Costa Ricans that weren't in the conference. For me, it seemed that a big. Issue that might not even be, you know, at the government level is really how do you change the perception of a lot of the Costa Ricans on the benefits of medical cannabis? I mean, I know that you have the Cannabis Industry Association. Is that one of the goals for the association?
1: Education uh, is the key in any movement on the medical cannabis side, whether it's in, uh, you know, Illinois, Wisconsin, or. Uh, uh, Chile, uh, Colombia, Costa Rica. And so we hope to put together, uh, you know, uh, quality information, educational information for people so that they can learn the benefits. Uh, For an example, one of the uh, people that were kind of uh, fighting the bill, I always said, you know, I wonder if. the parents have arthritis or something you know we could yep. <laughs> i would lo- i would love to get some cream to the uh, the grandmother and have her say oh my gosh look at uh, my hands uh, you know this really works <laughs> So, it's those types of things, but, you know, getting the education out of uh, the different things that can be uh, helped with with medical cannabis uh, is going to be part of our uh, project also. Yeah,
0: very, very cool. And then I didn't ask you this, but what prompted you to even have the interest in the cannabis industry? I know your background is, you know, on the stock exchange and securities and, and also in um, medical tourism in Costa Rica. So, what, what made you... You kind of take the leap into the cannabis industry.
1: Well, I've been watching the cannabis industry. I mean, I remember uh, when uh, Normal put out their first magazine, for an example, uh, back in nineteen seventy-two or seventy-three or something. Uh, you know, so I've been following the industry for a number of years. Uh, but as I went to Denver a couple of years ago when the, when the, uh, bill was first passed over there. I had to go to Utah for a meeting, so I flew to Denver for a week, uh, weekend to uh, have a friend take me around, tell me what was going on, show me areas that were being redeveloped because of the expansion. Uh, he explained to me about uh, You know, all the trades, carpenters, plumbers, electricians, all were working and, you know, had more work than they knew what to do with, and it was because of the industry. Uh, we got involved with uh, the government down here nine years ago, helping them uh, set up the medical tourism industry, and it was the same thing. Uh, we work with the organization called ProMed. Uh, they were also involved in our uh, Latin American Medical Cannabis Conference. Uh, what ProMed does is make sure that people that are involved in offering medical tourism in Costa Rica, uh, will, uh, you know, get themselves accredited by an international accreditation firm, whether it's a, uh, a dental clinic or a small ambulatory surgery center or a, a medical clinic. There's a number of those organizations. Uh, one is called AAAHC, another one is Quad AFS. Uh, hospitals around the world are accredited by JCI. And so working in the medical tourism industry in Costa Rica for over eight years, uh, we know that and also following the cannabis market. Uh, I think it's a a no brainer to, uh, not only be able to provide uh medical cannabis to the citizens of Costa Rica and help cut down costs for what is called their social security or Caja, which is their health systems down in Costa Rica, but it will also be an ideal thing for people to, uh, come to Costa Rica and we are going to offer uh, reciprocal agreements with the medical cards. In the US for an example, Nevada is the only state that has seen the, uh, to have that as a benefit. But if you're taking medical cannabis in another state, Nevada is the only place currently you can go on vacation and know when you get off the plane you'll be able to get your prescription. Uh, other than that, there's no trips, there's no, uh, you know, you can't go anywhere because you can't travel because of the, uh, different rules on, you know, carrying, uh, cannabis on a plane or train or car or whatever. Uh, in Costa Rica, we plan on, uh, uh, respecting those cards and if people want to come to Costa Rica on a family vacation or, Uh, some kind of uh, uh, trip down here, Uh, as the dispensary is open, they will honor your cards. So there's so many benefits to Costa Rica by offering medical.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, And and, oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Well, I, I think it's huge. I mean, if you can add in the fact that People can come to Costa Rica and have maybe a different medical procedure as well, but then also are using cannabis in the United States and being able to have a supply of cannabis there. I mean, it's fundamental. Like you mentioned, there's hardly any places that offer that. So it's a huge win. And I can't believe how much really my take of this conference was that, you know, the speakers were fantastic. There was a lot of input from what's happening in regulated markets. But hearing some of, you know, yeah. the the yeah. stories from the the representatives from Colombia and then also seeing the government attend the event and then having a congressman at your conference for two full days, this is something that the United States, that we really, in each of the states, really don't have a lot of support from the government. How do you think that they Perceived the conference.
1: Well, first of all, I am just humbled and shocked that the the the, the, the senators participated uh, in this conference. And like you just said, uh, Senator Atencio was there for two full days. Senator Alfaro was there as much as he possibly could. And he's the vice president of the Congress. And when he had to leave, he was apologetic. And I was like, I understand you have other things to do, you know, but, uh, the support of those people was huge and they also, uh, Told me that not only were, did they feel so comfortable having leading experts that want to help and assist uh, with me going forward, uh, you know, was huge. And they also said that it was the uh, the main, the educational benefit of the conference uh, was also a good thing that helped pass get this across the goal line. So I'm very proud of uh, the speakers like yourself. I thought you were one of the best speakers that we had. Uh, Your presentation was great. Uh, And, but all the speakers we had, everyone, I mean, I've been getting uh, thank yous and, you know, quotes like, you know, I go to these things all the time. This is one of the best ones ever and, you know, Uh, so, I mean, those types of things really, uh, uh, I'm so happy that it turned out so well. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. So, I mean, it seems like there's so many wins is what do you think the number one win from the conferences for you? Your number one, like, yes, I did this again and I'm going to have another one win.
1: Well, my goal was, as I was always told that we are going to strive for August, because, like I said, twice a year the President, if there's a bill in the Congress that uh, some people uh, might be uh, filing objections for or might not care for, twice a year the government uh, the President can call bills that he thinks that are for the benefit of the government uh, and the country, and can uh, call those forward. Uh, which eliminates the arguments of the objections. And when that was announced at the conference on the first day, at the end of the first day, that the bill will be called, uh, to me, you know, the Lord could take me then because (laughs) this, this was why I had the conference at the end of July to see if we could help, you know, show that there's, uh the aspects of the medical field but also to you know put a little pressure or whatever you'd like to call it but you know hey let's move this go forward and uh like i said uh since it was announced uh you know i'm just so happy that you know when the plan comes together
0: yeah oh no it was a huge one do you have any ideas when the next one's going to be
1: actually, we're uh, looking at maybe February or march. Uh, you know the, what we have to find out what's going to happen next is you know the so what day the bill is is uh, voted on and and you know passed and then uh, uh, I have uh, we're considering uh, that timeline so if 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 it happens quickly. Uh, we will start putting out educational material. We'll start uh, putting out material for people uh, that are interested in getting into the field. And uh, but yeah, as of now, uh, we're looking at maybe uh, February.
0: Oh, perfect. And then just before we end this, uh, I know that you have the Cannabis Industry Association of Costa Rica. Do you want to let our listeners know a little bit more about that organization and what your role is in that?
1: Yeah, the Cannabis Industry Association of Costa Rica is a, a little a name of a little group that I'm putting together, and what this the, the purpose of this is is as I said, is from what I've seen in the last few years in this industry is you don't want to get into this industry unless you're getting some consulting or some help from somebody who's already been in the industry. You don't want to go spend a, a ton of money building a grow and then finding out that, uh, you know, you planted the plants on the wrong day or, uh, whatever it is in this industry, you need to get some help. And so what the, this association is doing is, uh, people in the states that want to do, uh, have a product that they want to offer. They want to get into Latin markets. They would like to know more information about Costa Rica, things like that. Uh, I put this together and uh, as we get people from down here that uh, are looking for different uh, things, hopefully we can put A and B together. So uh, w- we think that uh, there's a lot of uh, people that want to help, uh, like I say with the speakers, uh, many people are interested in this. Uh, same thing with uh, Chile. That country is moving forward. Uh, Colombia is moving forward. Uruguay is moving forward. So I truthfully believe that there's uh, many more opportunities in Latin America than there are in the states because now as new states come on, there's already people with millions and millions of dollars fighting over one another, uh, uh and uh, down here, uh, I think that there are still many opportunities for small, medium, and large players. So that's why I put this together is uh, people can uh, join a place and get the uh, best education we think that we can give to them on how this is moving forward in Latin America.
0: Oh, perfect. No, I think I want to join. I One of the last takeaways I got from the conference was after hearing Marcus speak. And it's really like the United States is very far ahead in certain aspects. You know, each state, we do have regulatory frameworks. We have ideas. We have consultants. We have advisors. But I think because of its Schedule One, you know, classification that it's still federally illegal from an intellectual property standpoint, internationally, we're way far behind. And with the support of these countries that have legalized for medical purposes, you know, like Colombia, like Uruguay, Chile, etc. And what Marcus was mentioning, patenting certain strain names, I mean, that is so significant. And I agree with you. I think that Latin America, um, also because of its climate and because of the support from the government, could be very well ahead of the United States soon.
1: Well, especially in Costa Rica, I mean, this is going to just, I mean, think of cooking classes, going to a, a resort and there would be cooking classes or going to a resort that would have uh, a specialist teach you on different ways of uh, preparing your uh, medicine at home type of thing. I mean, just those types of things. You'd much rather come to a climate like Costa Rica and learn about this stuff in the middle of February than you would going to Fargo, North Dakota. So, uh, you know, uh, Costa Rica is made for this kind of uh, climate and uh, I do believe that this industry is not only going to bring thousands of jobs but the benefits of the the medical cannabis to the people I have a person who lives in this town and he uh, basically he hawks tourists you know would you, they walk by would you like to go see birds would you like to go fishing you know one of those types of guys but last year he has skin cancer and last year uh he had to go to the local clinic 51 times to get something removed. Uh, a Canadian doctor brought him a, a bottle of CBD oil, uh, to, just a plain CBD oil and he has been using that and so far this year he has not gone to the doctor once. Okay. And uh, he puts the oil on there and his spots go away. Well, I mean, think of him times, you know, a thousand people, 2,000 people. That's less drag on the system. It's working for him. And uh, you know these are the types of stories that we've heard on, uh, over and over that are, are happening in the US. and now that soon they'll be able to happen down here.
0: Absolutely. Okay, Tim, if every if anyone wants to get a hold of you, how should they contact you? Where can they find information about this your future conferences? Can you give a little bit of info to the, our listeners?
1: Sure. Uh, our website is ciacr.com, pretty easy to remember. And uh, you can go there and uh, email us and uh, sign up for uh, information. And if you'd like to join us, uh, like I say, you'll be getting the uh, top information of what's going on in Latin America as we move forward. So uh if there's anything uh, with questions or something, and of course, I'll be more than happy to answer them e- individually.
0: All right. Thank my, you. My, oh.
1: my my email address is ciacr zero zero at com.
0: Perfect. Perfect. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for doing the interview. Pura Vida.
1: Vida. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining me today. If you haven't already, head on over to CaloGia.com to connect with me and meet other business leaders in the cannabis community. Add the Cannabis Business Minds podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes and check back frequently because we're going to be trying to put these podcasts out on a weekly basis. And if you really want to, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and our handle is at the CaloGia. And CaloGia, just in case you don't know, is spelled K-A-L-O-G-I-A.